Good morning. I want you to turn to your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. The title of the message today is Life from Dry Bones. So please rise with me as we read together Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 14. A lot of you heard of this story before, I assume. But even if you didn't, uh, we'll go through it verse by verse. Verse 1 says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel, and he brought me out into the Spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there was very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay a snooze upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, and I command, and as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. And flesh come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, thus says uh, the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into, into me, and they lived and stood on their feet in exceedingly great army. Verse 11, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore I prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves. O my people, I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and raise you from, the gra- from your graves, my, O my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. I will place you in your land, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for giving us this hope and life. As we have a tendency to pour out our energies, our strengths, pursuing our own will, it just leads us to dry bones. So we just pray, Father God, that you continue to minister to each one of us so that we can have the hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Only God can bring you out of the life of dry bones. And allow me to illustrate to you by sharing with you a story.
deeply. Um, if we go, the father Timothy, um, his conditions are um, spiraling down. If if that's if you can imagine that, and um, can you imagine the kids and the grandkids are thinking losing both parents and grandparents in within a two weeks period of time. But allow me to read a, a post from her da- his his daughter. Uh, Rachel, and it says this. It says, Tuesday night, my dad, Timothy Bryant, went into the kidney failure. The hospital decided to do dialysis, which did not go well. They had to stop it after 45 minutes because it, because it put his heart in a fib, uh, which put him at a high risk of a heart attack. The doctor called us in and declared multiple organ failure. There was not much more that we could do, that they could do. The doctor encouraged us to give up all treatments. We stayed at the hospital for hours and watched his heartbeat dramatically have dips and uh, spikes. We weren't ready for a heavy decision. So we spent hours as a family at the hospital praying. When we decided to go home to get some rest so that we could make a more clear decision in the morning, I woke up in the middle of the midnight, and I felt prompt to pray. In my prayer, I saw a dark cloud um, lifted from the ICU. Uh, I felt the enemy retreating. The next morning, August 25th, we were told my dad's heartbeat was stabilized and remained stable all night. We asked them to try dialysis one more time. The doctor reluctantly agreed and said, if, if it didn't work, that this would be the last procedure and they would be, that they would be willing to do. We stayed and prayed over the procedure, and they were able to complete a full two-and-a-half-hour session of dialysis, and his heartbeat remained steady the entire time. Praise God. The doctor looked a little stunned. Um, um, uh, sorry. And his heart man... His heartbeat remains stable even today and is currently progressing. Uh, and his kid, and we're hoping and praying that his kidneys will start to function again. We have not given up hope. Try bones. And from my life, what I found is that Jesus is the only one. It's not Jesus plus, it's Jesus, period. What I've learned, uh, that the Bible doesn't teach that Jesus, uh, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, that you're going to live a life of total blessings, no struggle, no challenges. In fact, it's quite the opposite of that. Um, The Bible promises that you will have trouble in this world. It promises that the world will hate you. It promises that you will have persecution. The Bible is not pessimistic. It's realistic. As long as Satan controls this world, um, this is not our home, so don't get comfortable. However... The Bible just doesn't leave you with a bunch of trials. It does give you a sense of hope to look for in the future. Church, 
God knows that you have dead bones in, in you. And he declares life not only for you, for me, and here in contents for Israel. You need life from dead bones. To give you a little background on this particular passage, uh, Ezekiel identified himself as someone that was captive from the Babylonians in chapter 1. In 605 BC, the Babylonians besieged um, Israel from the north, and a number of young men were captured. It's kind of like the cream of the crop, so to speak. You may know some of this from the first group, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And after eight years later, the Jews continued to rebel. So there was a second capture, and part of that group was Ezekiel himself. Ezekiel, by the, by the way, means strengthened by God. He was a priest that was in training in the temple. And as he got captured, he became a prophet in the Babylonians to those that were captured. So he could understand the message who are receiving it. One through three, just a couple things to summarize. And he brought me out in the middle of the valley of dry bones. And he led me around. And he said to me, if you notice the pattern, it was God that was taking the initiative. It wasn't Ezekiel. But look what, he, look what uh, God says. Let's see, look what the Lord says to Ezekiel. Oh, son of, son of man, can these bones live? In contents, as I was mentioned before, Israel here are the bones. Why at that time was it dead? Because they had no hope. They were doubting. Uh, they were captured. They had no home. They had no king. They had no temple. They were losing their culture. They were losing their identity. They were losing all sense of hope. What does that mean for you and I? If the Lord came to you, and ask you, can your dry bones live? <laughs> From a human perspective, we would say, no way. You know, your situation uh, may be totally hopeless. It may be dry. I mean, just like it says in context, it may be very dry. It may be not just dead. It's like dead, dead. So what are the dry bones that are in your life? Is it certain relationships or expectations? Uh, is it certain addictions or even idols? But look what the faithful Ezekiel and wise response that he said, Oh Lord, you know. Ezekiel could be commended for his faith. Um. If you read the beginning of the, the first few chapters, you'll notice that Ezekiel was a good and faithful soldier. He was asked to eat a scroll. He did it. He was asked to be a watchman. He did it. Shout out to you, Nathan. Good job. He was asked to lie on his left side for 390 days. He did it. Then he was asked to lie on his right side for another 40 days. And guess what? He did it. Did he complain? 
No. Did he ask why? No. Why? Is because he knew that God was sovereign. And how can we get that type of faith? It's by knowing that God is truly sovereign. How does that look practically? Here's my first point, one of four. Life from dry bones does not focus on what you don't know, but focuses on what you do know. Life from dry bones does not focus on what you don't know, uh, but, allow, but you have to focus on what you do know. All right, let's continue. As we look at verses 4 through 6, Ezekiel said to the dead, he said, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Um, hear what? The word of the Lord. And later on, it says, You shall know that I am the Lord. Paul tells us that our faith comes from hearing the word of God. If we look at Israel, what did they hear? We look at the contents here. What did, what did, what did Israel hear here? They heard, I will cause breath to enter you. They heard, I will lay um, sinews upon you. They heard that you, you will be covered with skin. And twice, they, you, they heard that you shall live. They were promised a new life. However, and hope, however, was that enough? Uh, what do I mean by that? You see, the Babylonians' style of overtaking or conquering a territory, they did not initially go in by total force, um, but they actually tried to impress you, kind of like with towers and uh, walls and temples of and gardens filled with flowery plants and expensive garments, almost like Vegas or something, you know? Then the when the Jews were brought in, um, they weren't, again, physically brutalized like the Assyrians, uh, but instead they were, catch this, seduced with carnality. See, the Jews, uh, they grew so comfortable uh, that many of them actually chose to stay in Babylon. What does that mean for us? God is promising a new life and a new hope for you, but some of you want to stay in your own Babylon. Point number two. Life from dry bones starts by hearing the word of God. Life from dry bones starts by hearing the word of God. Verses 7 through 10. And this is where it gets exciting. Ezekiel, these beings. And then he said, come from the four winds. Four winds is the north, the south, the east, the west. And breathe onto the slain, is what he says. That word breath in the Greek is ruach. Don't let me say that again. That's too hard. <laughs> ruach or something. It means air in motion. 
And it can be intertwined with wind, spirit with a little S, and spirit with a capital S. Here in Ezekiel, it talks about bringing life back from the dead. Simply a, resur- a resurrection. So what does that mean for us? If we think about it, we are God's intimate an extension of his breath. His breath, as you can see, can build an exceedingly great army. You're an extension of his breath. The third point is life from dry bones is activated by his breath or by his spirit. So if we look at uh, verses 11 through 14, uh, a couple things we'll point out. Uh, the living bones are the whole house of Israel. And if you notice the word they, he was talking, remember his audience, are those that were captured in Babylon. It says they had lost hope. But, he says, I will open and raise up your graves. Uh, you from your graves, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, O my people. So for Israel, what does that mean? What does that mean for them? It means that there is hope as they're looking for their Messiah, as they're looking for the future resurrection. What does that mean for us? We know who the Messiah is, Jesus Christ. He wants to bring you out of the grave. He wants to put his spirit in you. If it wasn't for his resurrection, guess what? You would be a bunch of zombies (laughs) just walking around with no life. Paul tells us that the first man, Adam became a living being. The last Adam, Christ, is the one who is the life-giving spirit. If it wasn't for Christ's spirit, we would be zombies. And what is all about Jesus' resurrection. Life from dry bones is all about Jesus' resurrection. You see, there is um, no situation too dire. There is no situation that is so hopeless. Why? Is because as we come to the conclusion, we understand that life, okay, understand life. Life is every sense of vitality in you, that type of life. Life from dry bones starts and ends with Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much, Lord, for your breath that is in us. And it's just so neat to know that we're just an extension of your breath and how intimate that is, God. And it is a reminder, Father, for, for when we run into people that don't know you, 
We should have spiritual eyeglasses, knowing that we are talking to dry bones. We pray, Father God, for boldness to speak truth about who you are and the life that you've given us to share the gospel, so that their spirit could one way could could one day live. Thank you so much, Father. I do pray, Father, for those that are here that have never put their faith and trust in you, Lord. That you prompt them, as we read straight from your word, prompt in their hearts, Father God, to know you, just not know you as Savior, but know you as Lord, kind of like Ezekiel, to the point of like whatever you call us to do, I will do. I am done. I am done with just trying to do things on my own. I am done in living a life of hopelessness and of dry bones. Over and over and over again, and I just pray, Father God, that Your breath is breathed into Your people, so they can rise up and follow after You. In Jesus' name, Amen.